0: Welcome to the Breezy Brides podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I just wanted to start out by having you introduce yourself and kind of where you're located, how you got started, all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Sarah of Sarah June Photography, and my husband and I together are a photo video team. We can shoot just photo or we can shoot just video, or we can do both, which is a lot of fun too. We're based out of the Midwest, specifically Wisconsin, but it's really nice because we're close enough to O'Hare that we can easily get to the Caribbean and like, three or four hours. So um, it's a really easy, quick trip for us, but we specialize in weddings specifically in the Caribbean. We love Jamaica. We've been to Jamaica more than any other country, um, but we also love Mexico, Costa Rica, St. Lucia, all that sort of like fun, beautiful beaches. My husband and I, the first time that we ever traveled together was to Europe. So Europe is kind of like in my heart too, but I know we're talking about beachy brides here, so we can, we can stick with the Caribbean. That's awesome.
0: How long have you guys been doing this?
1: So my husband is a new addition to the team. Oh, okay. Within like the last 18 months or so, but I have been shooting weddings for up to like seven years, I think now, um, both locally and abroad. And we really, so we have two boys, a six-year-old and an almost three-year-old. And we really hit the ground running after our second was born and then COVID hit. So it was kind of like, after he was born and then COVID. Um, so we've really been busy within the last, since June of 2021 is really when things picked up uh, again. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's been like a slow buildup. You know how that is like you you book, but then nobody's traveling for a few months anyways.
0: So. Yeah. You were doing, do you do a lot of local now? Or are you kind of just, lo- how did you decide on just really loving the destination wedding part? I mean, it's probably a pretty easy answer, but.
1: <laughs> we were doing both. Well, I was doing both for photo. Um, where I would be shooting here in the Midwest and just traveling like within the region. And so when I was a kid and when my husband was a kid, neither one of us really traveled that much. And it's been a passion of ours. We've been married for almost 12 years, but our youngest is three, our oldest is six. So we were kind of by ourselves for a while. We did a lot of traveling in those first, you know, five, six years that we were married, but didn't have kids. So it was natural for us to be like, yeah, heck yes, we'll go shoot somebody's wedding somewhere that's beautiful that we can, you know, just kind of enjoy and enjoy a new place at the same time. But I would definitely say that I found myself getting burnt out, and I found found myself really wanting to only shoot destination weddings because at least here in Wisconsin, this is a blanket statement, but there are a lot of barn weddings, and a lot of the barns are really dark, and uh, the lighting isn't as amazing as like a beautiful beach at like 4 p.m. Sometimes sunset's really touchy here in Wisconsin, a lot, lot more touchy than if you're in the Caribbean. There's just a lot of other things creatively that led me to feel really burnt out by weddings in Wisconsin. And I was like, I mean, if I can put all my eggs in one basket, let's go to the Caribbean where we really love shooting. And then it was, so it was me shooting kind of by myself for a small period of time. And then we brought Trevor, my husband, on full-time, basically full-time for video. And- then COVID hit.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you gonna? I mean, was was the plan always to bring him on? Because now you've got Sarah June. Are you gonna try to? Does he want to be a part of that name now?
1: Um. So we have Sarah June as our as like the main website, but I also have purchased like all the URLs that are all the other variations. So like Sarah June Films and like there's <laughs> all the things. So we'll see where we land on that. He likes so he's an engineer he does electrical engineering and he loves like math and being analytical we have had so many just guests at destination weddings come up to us and be like your husband is like the quiet and the reserved one and you are totally opposite and you work so well together and it's true so he's the one that just like takes my lead and i can tell him exactly what i need him to do and he'll do it and he doesn't like buck or anything like that i'm like hey we're doing this let's do it and he listens so we make a really good team in that sense um if I could retire him from like electrical engineering, I a hundred percent would. I think there's so much freedom in being your own boss. I was a labor and delivery nurse before. Oh, wow. I'm, and there is no freedom in working in a hospital and delivering babies in the middle of the night and on holidays and yeah. on weekends. So at least being my own boss, I get to decide what I want to do and I can decide like, how big do we want to grow? So it is nice to have that freedom. So hopefully maybe he'll, maybe like somebody listening to this in like 2026, they'll be like, wow, there was not full-time with her husband at the time. And now that's all they do. And maybe yeah. we'll do 30 weddings then <laughs> this is what I do full-time. And he, he has like a side thing.
0: Yeah. I, I, um. I can't imagine. I just, there's so many people I know that work in healthcare and it just seems to slowly be getting harder and harder to be doing that. And I just, my heart goes out to all those people that are just like, they, they used to love their job or, you know, had a passion in a certain area, but like the, the way things are that are out of their control has just made it really hard. It seems so.
1: Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of clients that are from the healthcare industry somehow, some way seems to be like, we just kind of attract each other. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I hear the same thing from them. It's just, it. sometimes they're like, gosh, your job seems so nice. Cause it's like the freedom of doing what you want to do and being appreciated for what you do. So, I yeah. Like, yeah. Um,
0: so I wanted to get into a little bit more about you specifically, you know, there's a ton of destination wedding photographers out there. What sets you apart from a typical wedding photographer?
1: Okay, so this is like a multi-pronged answer. And again, I could probably talk for a long time about this, but I would say the, the main thing that makes me specifically, not even Trevor, just me, just, just the Sarah of Sarah June, um, it sets me apart is that I like to really be as involved as you want me to be. So I'm used to working in the nursing profession. I'm used to holding somebody's hand in a really vulnerable situation and guiding them through it, helping them feel confident, and helping them make good decisions. And I really think that there's a lot of power in empowering people. So by saying here are all the options that you have, like I'm not a travel agent, so I'm not getting any commission from any specific resort. So if you come to me and you say, Sarah, what do you think about this resort and this resort and that resort? Which one do you prefer? Which one have you shot at? Or which one do you like better? I will give you my complete honest opinion and any past experience that we've had or that our couples have had, um, and I I really have a lot of knowledge about the entire wedding experience as a whole. Destination weddings are a lot different than weddings that are traditional here at home. There's a lot of timeline differences. The people that you're working with are different. The customs are different. Like, and I'm sure that the people listening to this also understand. Usually, you start out by planning with somebody who's an offsite planner. So you're working with like a pre-travel planner that's what sandals calls them but it could kind of be like anything each each resort chain has their own name for them but you're working with somebody who's like in an office and they're giving you like sales information they want to sell you their resort and then when you get to the resort you have an on-site coordinator so it's not the same person that you're working with the whole time and a lot of times there's a ton of misinformation that's spread ahead of time versus when you're there. And that can be very, very frustrating. So it's really nice. And I feel it's a great responsibility, but it's really nice for me to be able to be like a, a constant for my couples and say, here's what I know. Let me help you. I have experience, whether it's at this resort or some in another location, but the same chain or even just in general let me hold your hand and kind of help you through it because I have a lot of experience when it comes to destination weddings. And usually my couples have never been married before. And if they have, they've probably never been married on a beach or, you know, in the same sort of situation. So I think that, um, just having that extra knowledge can be really, really helpful because I'm truly on your team. hundred percent. I'm not trying to sell anything to you. Like, I'm not like, Hey, we got to choose a different resort. We got to pick this exact place. You have to upgrade none of that. It's just, I I've I'm a straight shooter. I tell you exactly like it is.
0: Yeah. I've actually heard other brides talk about, or I've heard I've, when I've talked to other photographers, they'll say like, I'm kind of the bride's first contact because like you said, especially with destination weddings, you get a, um, a wedding coordinator, on-site coordinator at the resort, but they book so many weddings a year that like a lot of the times they're not like willing to talk to you up until like a couple months before the wedding. So every time, you know, from the time they pick the resort to the time that they go, they have all these questions and things that like, they're just not getting answers for. And then they go to the people who actually, you know, might have the answers like you or, you know, other vendors and stuff.
1: Exactly. I had a a bride just this past June who, um, hopefully, Hey, Kelsey, if you're listening, get a little shout out there. Um, but she would text me, you know, I'm not like every single day, but she'd be like, Hey, what do you think of these two shirts? Which one should my dad wear or what socks should I have my groom wear? Or, um, I think it was like, she asked me so many things, which invitation looks better. Like she just really wanted her, her wedding day to be photographed as a whole and to have it all look beautiful, mm. which is something that you're not necessarily going to get. If you use the resort photographer and videographer, they, they have different standards. Yeah. So, um, I was more than happy to answer her texts and be like, that's the one I would pick, or I think this one would photograph better, or this color would go better with that. And even when we were on site, she was getting her flowers. I think it was the day before she, she said, all right, well, my florist wants to know, do I want this dark teal colored ribbon to go around my bouquet? Or do I want like a mint green? And I was like, oh no, for sure. You want the dark teal. And then she was, she was kind of like, are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll go with it. And then the day of the wedding, she, she said, this is the best color that we could have picked. (laughs) something. And it's little things like that. Or I also have another client, Morgan, we'll do more shout outs, who's getting married in Mexico, Cancun. I was going to do a whole shout out of a resort, but we will save that for later. Um, She's getting married in Mexico next June. And she was talking with her travel agent and her travel agent had kind of mentioned something just in like a quick overview when we had a little meeting that they were struggling with ideas of what to do with their napkins to save a little bit of money because it can be really expensive to rent colored napkins from the resort and they won't let you bring other ones in without paying like a, an extra setup fee. And so Morgan was kind of stuck in the middle feeling like I want pretty napkins. I want our tables to look more colorful, but I don't know what to do. So we kind of talked through a couple of different things and I suggested, Hey, maybe you should do the colored napkins every other, instead of doing, you know, all the colors everywhere or all white everywhere, it'll still look really nice and cohesive if you do it every other seat. And she was like, that's genius. So it's little things like that, that I can bring just extra ideas. We can just kind of mull through things together and I'm, I'm on your team. So I like to just be able to, to help as much as I can.
0: Yeah, that's great. Because like I said, too, with these onsite coordinators, they can answer these questions, but a lot of the times, I mean, like decor questions and stuff like that, they don't, You know, they're not going to be dealing with. And uh, you need somebody who has a good eye. And what better eye than a photographer who's going to know like what's going to look good.
1: Right. Yeah. I also have to say, let me just keep talking all about (laughs) wonderful things, but I love a good timeline and I make a really nice detailed timeline for my couples. And um the weddings that we shot, we've we've shot two weddings at Sandals already this year in Jamaica. And both times the wedding coordination teams have just been like, you know what, we're just gonna defer to what the photographer has because it's way better timeline than what we have. And it is nice to be able to kind of do that and just be like, I'm I'm the pro, and I know what needs to be done, and I know how much time I need, and I know how the lights going to look at a certain time. So just being able to have confidence in your timeline the day of the wedding too is so helpful. And I I feel like I take a lot of responsibility too to make sure that we stay on time. And I'm like, all right, we we gotta go. Let's go here, or we have extra time. Let's take more photos, or stop and get a drink, or make sure you use the restroom, or grab something to eat. Or I like to make sure that we we the whole day runs smoothly. So I'm definitely not a wedding planner. And I'm definitely not like an onsite wedding coordinator the day of my role obviously is photography, but I like to make sure that I kind of keep everybody on track and I'm kind of like the go-to point person, unless you have somebody else who's there, who's doing that. But most times you don't.
0: Yeah. We interrupt this episode to bring you to today's sponsor, Love Stream, the easiest way to live stream your wedding. LoveStream is the only full service wedding live stream company specifically built for weddings. If you're trying to find a way to include guests that won't be able to attend your destination wedding, LoveStream is the perfect way to do so. Not only do they live stream your wedding, but they can also build you a custom website, offer real human support, meet with you virtually to plan details, test equipment during a tech rehearsal, and produce your wedding remotely on your wedding day. They do it all so you don't have to. If you are interested in learning more, head to the link in our show notes to check them out. If you're interested in booking through LoveStream, make sure to use code BREEZY10 for 10% off the package you purchase. And by using my link, I will get a small kickback as well. And thank you to LoveStream for sponsoring. So talk us through what it's like to book through you. Like, What are you looking for from the couple when they reach out to you, when they talk to you, all all the in-betweens?
1: Okay. So most of our couples will inquire via our website and they'll just kind of go through and look at things, or they found us on Instagram or Facebook and they find us on social media and eventually get over to our website. And there, there's a lot of information. I just revamped our website not that long ago to really like throw a lot more information at people to be helpful. Now I don't wanna be overwhelming, but it is nice to be able to read through kind of what a process would look like and how everything pans out. So once everybody's read that and they're all on board, they will fill out the contact form on my website. It shoots me an email so that I can shoot them an email back. And I can be like, hey, welcome. How can I help you tell me about your wedding? So I love to know the date that you're getting married, the resort that you're getting married at. If you know any extra information, like it's going to be a sunset ceremony, or it's going to be on the sky deck, or I want it on the beach. Anything like that is really helpful. Um, Anything extra that you have planned. So sometimes our couples will do an excursion the day before, for instance, we just shot a catamaran excursion. It was like a private catamaran just for their guests in June. um, And that was the day before they wanted us to be there to do, to get photo and video of it. So we had to make sure obviously that we were oh, available. That's to- fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It was so, it was a blast. Um, or sometimes we'll stay. usually we'll stay for the day after the wedding too, just to make sure everything's getting backed up. Okay. And this bride knew that she wanted to have an extra session, like a honeymoon session the day after with her dress and the water. So all of that information is helpful so that when I'm sending an email to you, I can say, here's what we've got, or I know our travel dates already are gonna work or they're not gonna work. And I can get a lot more information to you quickly, but then I love to do a Zoom call or even a phone call so that we can talk kind of face-to-face or voice-to-voice so we can get all of your questions answered quickly. I feel like a lot of times things get lost in email chains where it's like, you know, you have 12 questions and then I reply 12 questions. And then, you know, you have more questions but you only read 10 of those. So now you have like a whole nother chain and it just gets to be a little bit um, messy. So if we do a voice message like here, like a Zoom call or a phone call, it's usually easier. And that's when I'll share like all the details. i will make up like a mock timeline. We'll figure out like how many hours do you think you'll need us? Do you wanna do an extra excursion? Do you wanna do that? And then basically by the time that we're done with that that phone call or that video call, you have your completely customized quote. So all of our couples do everything on a customized basis. We like to do hourly coverage. And if you have um, two photographers, like say you don't want video, my husband or my assistant, whoever comes along, will put down the video camera and pick up another camera and shoot photos. So you could have two photographers, you could have two videographers, so we would both be shooting video, or you could have one of each, which is our most popular option. People like to do both. We work really well together, so why not? And we're kind of shooting the same, the same shots at the same time, so it makes it easy and it saves you time. Um, and then from there, once we've done the phone call and you've gotten your quote and everything, you just say, yeah, let's do it ready to roll. And I'll send you a contract and I'll send you an invoice. The invoice is just for like the retainer, just the quick deposit. You don't have to pay it all at once. And then you get to be like totally in charge of your payment plan. So if you want to pay $200 today and then nothing until December and then a thousand dollars then, and like. Basically, my point is you can be as flexible with it as you want to. So we like to just do that retainer. And once the retainer is in, you're on our calendar and that spot is safe for you. But then beyond that, you get to be in charge because weddings are expensive. So I like to be flexible, as as flexible as I can be. Yeah. The, uh, the rest of the process is like a series of questionnaires. We like to get to know you guys. We shower you with some gifts and some extra love. We, um, I definitely live by in general, my life. I love to, to just like live by the idea of quality over quantity. So I would rather have a really wonderful group of like five to seven or five to eight couples per year, rather than like 30 so that I can really serve those Five, six, seven, eight, however many couples really, really, really well. And I'll get to know you. I'll get to know your pets. Like I follow my other clients, <laughs> my past couples. I follow their dogs on Instagram and you'll just know, fun things like that. So I like to get to know um, you and have a real, true personal relationship. It makes it so much easier on your wedding day when I'm like saying, hey, do these silly things. You feel even more comfortable in front of the camera. So all of that together the questionnaires help us get to know you, help us plan for your wedding. Um, and then we go from there and get married and ta-da.
0: <laughs> That's, I was going to ask about, um, I actually forgot to look on your website if it had, cause you know, some photographers are like, I only do this package and this package. So it sounds like, do you have that, do you have that laid out as well? Or is it just like, wait until you talk to me and then we can decide. And it's basically just customized from there.
1: Yeah. So everybody customizes their collection. There is a minimum investment and it kind of depends on what it is that you're looking for, but you can waive that minimum. If you're like, you know what? We only need you for a couple of hours. We're going like next week, we're leaving to go back to Jamaica to shoot two more weddings. And these two weddings are splitting a package essentially. So they are waiving the minimum and um, they know each other. So it works out Oh really wow. <laughs> One of them only needs like an hour and a half of coverage on her wedding day. And so then the other bride is picking up the rest of it for her wedding day the day before. So it ends up being really nice because then they both end up getting professional level photography and videography, but neither one of them is paying our minimum. So that's really nice. So it is nice to be able to kind of chat a little bit about that. So if you, um, even if you come to me and you're like, okay, we want to book you, but we don't need you for, I don't know, 10 hours or whatever. We don't need you for a ton of time. Then I usually say, Hey, check out a Facebook group that you're in for the brides at your resort and see if anybody else around the time that you're getting married is looking for a professional photographer and you guys can just split it. And it ends up saving, wow. saving money, which is nice. And yeah. we're there anyways, right? So we might as well help as many people as we can.
0: Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Um, so what are like when you're <clears throat> first meeting with a couple, um, you know, usually they're in the pretty early stages if they haven't picked their resort already, but what are
1: some of the most common questions that you get asked? Hmm. Okay. Probably the top question that everybody wants to know, like the burning question is how much does it cost? And again, like I was kind of saying, it depends on what you're thinking and you definitely can not compare us to resort photographers because we are there for three full days for you. So the day before the day of, and the day after your wedding. Um, but you also want to think about like, What's the style? A lot of times, resort photographers are just gonna shoot like flash in your face all day long. It's a lot of flash. Um, (laughs) They're just gonna really like put you in the same places in the same poses as they do with two hundred other people in the same year. Like that's it's their job. It's more like a factory. So um, let's just talk specific resort chains here for a second. I know excellence almost by heart, off the top of my head. They're somewhere in the $8,000 to $12,000 range for photography and videography. That's not even completely comparable. We're still comparing apples to oranges here, not quite the same. But if you're looking for your full day for wedding and you're looking for a decent chunk of film for your for your wedding videography. it's gonna be somewhere in that like eight to twelve thousand dollar range. We are not that <laughs> so it's less than this. So you can basically save money and get more of what you want in the style that's a little more trendy and modern and a little less cookie cutter and just feels like you're another person. and that's kind of one of the downsides to using a resort photographer. There is a few. I could talk about this for hours as well. but um they don't get to know you. like you yeah. don't know who your photographer is until like the morning of your wedding. So, it's nice to be able to like have a, a relationship with somebody first. I would also say that probably the second most popular question is people want to know if they get all of their digitals and what they get in terms of a film, because resorts aren't going to give you mm-hmm. all the digitals. They're going to say, yeah, there's like 30 photos included, and then every single one after that is twenty five dollars, or mm-hmm. you know, and that adds up really fast. You cannot tell an entire wedding day story in 30 photos. I feel like you can't tell a good story in 30 photos. Especially if you want to get some family photo- photos in there and photos of the two of you. And it's, there's just, it's really hard to do that in 30. I mean, 300? Okay. We're yeah. 30 gonna- is <laughs> hard. Um, and so we do include all of our edited digitals for everybody. You don't have to like upgrade, you don't have to purchase anything extra. That's just baseline. You're going to get all of your digitals, which is great. And then um, I would also say maybe just recently, we've been getting some questions from people asking if we have a flexible editing style, like if we can edit a little bit differently than what they see on Instagram. And the answer to that is a very like, yeah, usually <laughs> sort of answer. It's not like a full out hundred percent. Yes, I can. Um, different shooting styles kind of equal different editing styles. Mm-hmm. Too. So um, the couple we had in March wanted something that was a little more moody and muted like not such bright colors and that we were able to deliver that and they were thrilled with the results the same thing went for their film they didn't want like bright colors so we really muted things down in that editing there too so i can't 100 promise you that i'm i'm able to deliver exactly what you want but i'm happy to talk at least about it and say what is it that you want show me some examples and i can tell you then yeah but i would say those are probably the the three most common questions
0: okay you you kind of took this on and then covid hit and everything like that. So. When it comes to those resorts and things, what are you seeing? You can even talk about things you like, things you don't like, unless you don't want to. You know, you never want to walk on any eggshells. But
1: I still feel like it's important. To yeah, talk right. Talk about the pros and cons. We don't yeah. have to totally drag anybody through the mud. But I would say one newer trend or one bigger trend. There are two that come to mind. I, I should say this. The first one, really simply put, is. I think every single one of my couples for next year, they've all already told me that they want to do a session the day after. And a lot of those want to do sunrise sessions that I have not seen that many people want to get up before dawn the morning after their wedding and any other year. But so it's exciting to me. Wow. Because it's really fun. Yeah. Um, so that would be for sure. Like the first trend. And that's just within, I've only seen that like within my own clients. I don't know what everybody else is doing in any other business. But then across the board, I think a lot of brides are looking for unique venues and they're not just looking for a straight up beach, so they're looking for something that's tropical but they're also looking for something that might be unique in some other sense there's a private island at Couples Tower Isle in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, that you can rent essentially, like, I think it's like $5,000. So there's a price tag that's on it. And again, I say this without knowing the current pricing. So mm-hmm. it used to be $5,000 with within the last year it was, and I don't know where it's going now. Um, but you basically, everybody else gets kicked off the island at some point in the afternoon, and it's just all for you in your entire wedding. Wow. There are other places that will do that. So really close by kind of a little closer to the airport down the road is Sandals Royal Caribbean. And they have their own private Island off of the mainland as well, but that's not private. It's there's a restaurant there. So you're going to have guests kind of milling around. I just shot a wedding there in March and there were, we didn't really like have a lot of other people. Nobody really came to crash the wedding, but they were there and we could hear, you know, other dishes and stuff from the kitchen, from the restaurant there. Um, so there's, like there's, there's people looking, I think looking for something that's a little more unique. That's not quite exactly straight up beach where you're just like toes in the sand, simple wedding. Um, but a lot of these places, especially in Jamaica, I feel like Jamaica has a lot of really good things to offer brides and grooms for in terms of like locations. Um, but there's a lot of versatility out there where you can, you know, pick one resort and it has cliffside gazebos for you. It has a beach for you. It has, you know, a whole bunch of different options. So,
0: yeah, I would say, um, I think one big thing that we should probably talk about is so everyone knows prices are going up just with destination weddings in general. Um, I think because of COVID, a lot of these resorts lost a lot of employees, lost a lot of money. So they're kind of, now everybody wants to travel again and get out. And so they're, They're charging more Um, and one, and you know, there's inflation. So flight traveling is more expensive and all of that stuff. But I have been hearing some resorts um, increasing their outside vendor fees or like some of them apparently not even letting some outside vendors in. So what do you think about that? Have you had, have you come across that yet? Have you had any brides that said, you know, we want to get married here. And then you say, well, I can't because I'm not allowed in. (laughs)
1: The only um, resorts that I know of that don't let outside vendors in at all, there's a small handful of them. I don't know of any of them in Jamaica. There's some in the Dominican and some in Mexico that I know of. Um, Hyatt, for whatever reason, is just recently choosing to not be kind to outside vendors. I love the Hyatt Ziva yeah. like It's so nice to have your family Um, like close by at the same time you have an adult only resort really also close by and they're a quality resort, but they're not so great working with outside vendors, which is a little bit sad. When we stay there, like when we stay at a resort for a wedding, we stay on site and we book underneath our couple's um, code essentially. So either that's through their travel agent or we'll use our travel agent to book the code that the couple gives us. Um, So that we kind of count because a lot of these resorts will give you perks if you have a certain number Mm -hmm. of rooms or a certain number of people or a certain number of nights. And so we're happy to at least shovel a little bit of money back toward your way or extra perks, however it is. But I do know that there are some places that are stopping that. The couples brand specifically, it sounds like they've been making some changes recently so that they either have blackout dates or just like their room blocks are the straight up, like you're not getting like a discount necessarily Um, which is kind of a little bit of a bummer. So there's little things like that here and there. I think that it's still really important to consider bringing somebody in from the outside. I I think from what I can tell, these resorts seem like they're a little bit greedy and they're trying to basically force brides and grooms to use the really subpar services of their photo and video teams. And it's not like these resorts are outlawing all outside vendors. It's just photo and video Mm -hmm not anybody else. It's I have heard of some other resorts that say you can't bring outside florals in. There's some dreams resorts in Mexico that say, nope, you have to use our florals. Um, but other than that, um, I mean, I have big feelings about it. I think it's unfair. Um, and I think it should be a deterrent to brides and grooms. And if I were in their position, if I were trying to book my own destination wedding and I found out that I couldn't bring somebody from home or, you know, wherever that would give me quality memories that I would be proud to show off. And I would want to put on my walls and I would want to share with everybody on Facebook and Instagram. And like, you know, if I were not going to love my photos and my video, then I wouldn't want to get married there. And I, I do think that hopefully these resorts will see, you know, in a roundabout way, maybe they'll see some lower bookings or something like that. But I, I think it's totally unfair that yeah you know, couples are being forced to have to decide.
0: Yeah. And I think a big takeaway from this should be some couples, um, they get so set on a resort they haven't been to, you know, cause it looks great. They've heard good things, you know, they just get so excited about it. And I, I think a big uh, important thing to say would be to just keep an open mind because if you do run into a resort like that, where all of a sudden they say, no, we don't allow photo and video. Um, it's your wedding. So if you really want an outside vendor out there, there's, thousands of resorts out there. You're going to find another one that you love. If you do run into this, I think you really just have to weigh the pros and cons. Like you said, I mean, you talk to any bride and one of the biggest things that they want to figure out is a quality photographer, because those are the memories. Of course, you've got the memories in your mind, but outside of that, the photo is, you know, the photo and video are the, the biggest thing. So you could also get lucky and have a really good we, for example, we didn't hire an outside photographer, but both of my sisters do photography on the side. So I just said, just bring your camera and shoot, you know, a little bit of our reception or like our first look and stuff like that. But if it weren't for them, we probably would have hired an outside photographer. And we got really lucky with the one we got, you know, we loved our photos, but like you said, we got, I think 50. And so we had to pay how much um, just for even an extra 30, but going through 500 photos was torture because it was like, well, this one's great. This one's great. This one's great. (laughs) Um, so that's all to say, I think if you're looking at an outside photographer for your wedding, you're already pretty set on that. And your resort comes back to you and says, they're not allowed in, or we're going to charge you $1,500 to bring them in. I think you just have to really have sit down and figure out what, what you really want from your day. And Of course, I'm not going to tell a bride what
1: to do, but if a bride and groom are listening and they find themselves in this situation where they're like, there's this beautiful place. We saw so many pictures on Pinterest or on Facebook or, you know, wherever, and we just really want to get married there. I can see myself getting married there and that resort or that venue is not going to allow anybody from the outside. I would first talk to your travel agent and say, Hey, what else do you know that has a similar vibe?" of whatever, and be very specific with what it is that you like about those photos. Do you like the background? Do you like the sandy beach? Do you like the distance away from all the other people and how private it is? Do you like the garden? Like be very specific and tell your travel agent, these are the things we want, help us find another place. And if you find that your travel agent is either coming back with not a lot of options or not very diversified options, meaning that they're all sandals. Yeah. or they're all like, they're all in like one, like they're all Hyatt and they wouldn't be because Hyatt doesn't like outside photographers, but you know, like they're all in one brand. Be a little bit weary, take a step back and ask somebody else, like ask your photographer. I would be more than happy to say there's better options that can, you know, we can, we can find something else that will, will work for you. But um, I think a lot of times the the regret that I've heard from not my own couples but from like bridesmaids or even sisters in the weddings that I've shot where they've been married abroad and then they learn things obviously and they're reflecting back on their own wedding day it's it's usually like you need to you need to trust your team and if your travel agent is only working to get the commission then dump them and get somebody else. You need to find somebody who's truly truly like caring about you and who wants to help you and will look at outside options for you. It does not only have to be within the the resorts that they get a lot of money from. Like yeah. You will see if you go on Facebook and you let's say that you just like go to a general destination bride page and you say, "Hey, I'm thinking of getting married in the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever, St. Lucia's a a big one too, where people will only, you'll see all the responses are, Oh, I am like a sandal specialist and I sandals and beaches. It's because those travel agents make a ton of change. Mm
0: -hmm. They,
1: I think it's, I'm not trying to like expose any secrets here and I don't think it's a secret, but I think for every, like three nights, I think it is three or five nights that you book, they get one night free. So if all of your guests are booking that much, they want, of course they want you and your big group to go there because they get like a whole month of vacation (laughs) from it. So it makes sense. Like, of course I, I understand it, but there are other options out there. So don't be afraid to push and look for other things too. Yeah.
0: Well, I just wanted to ask a couple of fun ones. Um, what your, the favorite part of your job is.
1: Oh, I have so many favorite parts of my job. I have like the best job ever. (laughs) It's great. I love the people that we get to meet. So whether it's the couples or even like their family members, I think, oh gosh, off the top of my head, just this year, we have had family members from four different continents at our, wow. like you get to meet so many really cool people with awesome stories um, and we love when we feel welcomed in and we're included as part of the, like the family essentially for a whole long weekend, it's so much fun to just talk to people and get to know them. But what really helps with that is setting a personal connection with my couples ahead of time. So, like I said, we will text back and forth and I will help with whatever it is that you need help with, um, as much as I can. And if I don't know, I will find somebody that I can refer you to, to help. Cause I don't ever want you to feel like you're like drowning. <laughs> Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And so I think like just having that personal connection with my couples before we even get on an airplane to fly. And if you're local, even if you're not local, I can come to you too. But if you're local, sometimes we'll do destination wedding engagement sessions. Oh, cool. So we get to meet each other ahead of time. I'll follow you on Instagram. I'll follow your dog on Instagram. I'll follow your (laughs) fiance on Instagram. We will, we'll get to know each other ahead of time. And it's just so fun. And I feel at the end of the day, I feel so fulfilled helping couples have like the most memorable wedding experience. It's so fun to have a destination wedding. If you're here at home and you're having a wedding, it's all done in a day and you're not even remembering most of it. It all goes by so quickly, but a destination wedding lasts for a while, you know, mm-hmm. three days, usually, something like that, maybe four, maybe five, if you're throwing a big party, but it's, it's like a once in a lifetime memory. And I'm, I feel so lucky and grateful to have the, the clients that I have because they include us and they welcome us as part of the group, but we also get to make sure that they can remember all of their special moments for the whole time, which is yeah.
0: Great. yeah. And your biggest piece of advice for couples, either while they're planning their wedding or on their wedding day.
1: How about three of them? Can I just like go over the top? Okay. Well, I would say for sure, while you're like getting close and you're on your wedding day, expect something to go wrong. It's not going to go completely flawlessly and it's totally fine. It's not a big deal. I would say pretty much every single wedding, something goes not according to plan and we just, we work with it and it's. Expect the unexpected, essentially. Specifically for photo and video, I would say that when you're thinking about hiring your photographer and videographer, hopefully they're one team because they'll work really, really well together. But I would say to find somebody that you click with for sure, because they're going to be with you for a lot of time. And then also find somebody that can help lead your day. Because if there's nobody else, like if you haven't hired a specific wedding planner to be there the day of your wedding you're gonna need somebody to like take charge and to make sure that things are rolling smoothly because your onsite wedding coordinator is probably gonna be like setting up at your reception during your cocktail hour and is not gonna be able to be in two places at once. So find somebody who can help lead your day. Um, and I, of course, like, I just feel that it's my responsibility to make sure that my couples have a good day. And so I just take that on naturally. It's just kind of how it goes. And then if you're at the beginning of your destination wedding journey, My biggest piece of advice is to find yourself a travel agent who is also an experienced destination wedding planner. A travel agent is great, but if you have somebody who's also an experienced destination wedding planner, they bring a whole nother level to the entire game. Like they will take care of you in ways that you did not know that you needed to be taken care of. (laughs) it will save you so many headaches. There are some really great ones out there. So I'm not plugging anybody, but I think that this is probably the most important step when you're first starting because your planner TA is going to kind of go to bat for you on everything. And we all probably at this point are aware that communicating with the vendors, or sorry, the team ahead of time and your vendors at the same time, like to try to coordinate all of that. This is like pre-travel is it can take some time. Like it's not uncommon to wait three or four weeks to get an email back from somebody at a resort. So take that stress off of yourself, hire like an experienced person who knows what to expect. And they usually have connections within each resort too. Um, But yeah, those, those would be my three top ones.
0: Those are pretty good.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here soon. So
0: um, I am just going to let the listeners know, I will Uh, include a link in the show notes to your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, your website as well, but just as an extra blurb, if anyone wants to know right now, if anyone is listening, listening, that is interested in booking you, where do you want them to find you at?
1: They can just hop on my website, sarajunephotography.com. Um, there's no H in Sarah and it's June like the month. So S-A-R-A-J-U-N-E photography.com. A lot of information there, and then they can just fill out the, there's like an inquiry form, I think on the main page. And then also on the destination weddings page there, it's pretty easy to find, give me some information of how I can contact you and I'll be in touch as soon as I can, as long as I'm not traveling internationally. And like, I just don't have access to Wi-Fi, I'm usually able to to turn around an email within usually within 24 hours, if not less. Awesome. Well, thanks again
0: for having, for
1: being on. Um, And yeah, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Deanna. You're welcome.